listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys rewatch Sex in the City with you. And just like that, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And, and we're man. back. We're back. And we're back. Season one, episode 11, doing the back on the rewatch. Back, coming at you. Back on the rewatch. Back the, here. Almost done with season one. Coming, coming fresh off of... Uh, April Fool's Day. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Kevin Kevin dropping the April Fool's Day prank. Seeing Heidi Klum also dropped the April Heidi Fool's Klum Day prank. Heidi Klum dropped one too. Definitely yeah, a big one. I, and I'm sure we didn't... I'm sure Heidi Klum didn't uh, get the amount of anger and hate that was directed <laughs> towards us. Apparently just if you're uh, if you're a tall, attractive supermodel, everyone thinks it's cute if you say you're part of Sex in the City. And if you're... Uh, if you're the Bradshaw boys trolling everyone to think Kim Cattrall actually agreed to do the TV show, apparently you want us to die. <laughs> Dude, my favorite, Kevin, you read me this response that someone gave. I got to find it. And you had like the best analogy to what it was like. <laughs> Give me a second. It's so, it's so well, good. So I posted, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a thing called Photoshop, but uh, <laughs> I went to Hollywood Reporter and I said, Kim is in Cattrall uh Cottrell agrees to do a uh, new HBO Max series and it was like pretty even it was even between people that were like haha April Fools and other people that were just like that was that was cruel and offensive and we truly are angry which i understand April Fools like it has like i don't know there's there's a lot there's a line that you can't cross with April Fools that could really break people's hearts yeah. And my my one friend, I'm staying, I'm down in Nashville, our friend Zach. And there was one time he's in a band and he just got, he was about to board an airplane. And it was April Fool's and he just said RIP and posted a picture of his friend who's who like opens for their band. What? <laughs> yeah. So and he said like when he landed, there was like hundreds of people that were like, I can't believe this guy's dead. And he was like, oh no, it was April Fool's. And I was like, dude, what? He, he was like, I couldn't believe people took it seriously. And I was like, dude, that's definitely <laughs> that was a like, little intense. The, I yeah. think that the differences between the two are like, if you talk about the Heidi Klum one of her being like, like, hello everyone, I'm the new Samantha versus saying, Hey everyone, just confirmed Samantha's back in. It's kind of like, did you ever hear that Jack Handy deep thoughts on SNL where it's the difference between being like, Hey guys, like something crazy is going to happen today. And he has this one where his, his deep thought is, I just pulled it up. He says, one thing kids like is to be tricked. For instance, I was going to take my little nephew to Disneyland, but instead I drove him to an old burned down warehouse. <laughs> oh no. I said, Disneyland burned down. He cried and cried, but I think that deep down, he thought it was a pretty good joke. I started to drive over to the real Disneyland, but it was getting late. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you did is like, you did the version of telling everyone Disneyland burned down, whereas Heidi Klum was like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if this was Disneyland? <laughs> I think yeah. that's what we did to our, our followers. All right, here, here's someone's <laughs> response. Wow. Agree with the comments. Mean, cruel, 
rude, not funny, etc. Really poor judgment, not understanding how passionate SATC fans are about the characters and script. Unfortunately, the post is making me unfollow. I love <laughs> I said, that. I told John. John that. The, yeah. I, I told John, I said, I said, listen to the the wording of this comment. It's exactly like Shark Tank. It's like <laughs> I was like, it's rude, it's offensive, doesn't understand the script or the followers of Sex and the City and the true fans. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> it's the exact same. That's great. Poor profit margins, bad staff, horrible idea, inefficient design. And for that reason, I'm out. I know. I don't, it was I, such a bummer for Mark Cuban to unfollow us from our Instagram. For real. Dude, I, I, wonder hope that's, I hope that's Mark Cuban's Instagram account. Some <laughs> random that's never posted with 69 like followers. That's great. I wonder if any of those people actually listen to the podcast, though, or if they're just Instagram followers. Well, I think listen, that, like, here, they need here, to like lighten up a little bit. I went over to Social Blade, which is which is how you can find out what your followers are doing. And we gained 25 followers yesterday. Ooh, so there you go. Perfect. So you so know, we, it totally listen, worked. So you got to shed a few. Sometimes that's like trimming when you get a haircut because you have split ends and then it grows even faster. Well, I I also commented on that post. I was like, I was like, if only our Instagram followers knew that that was the tame, the tame prank that Kevin pulled on us. He pulled one that was way worse that if you would have posted that screenshot, I think the podcast would have been over. Well, we lost a few. We lost a few. We lost a number of followers when I just posted that Biden won on the carry dress on the newspaper dress. Mm. I just posted the New York Times like just a newspaper fact. from the election, <laughs> like just the fact yeah. there was like 10 people that they were like unfollow. And I was like, well, I like he's the president now. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, um, don't but, put politics into this. I know it was just like, but um, I always think it's great. I, I am a huge fan I'm a huge fan of uh, people doing truly whatever they'd like to do. And uh, and that means that if you were upset by that April Fool's joke, then I think it's really good. If you if that didn't bring you joy, then I release you into the wild. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like when um, it's like at the end of Free Willy, you know, Michael Jackson <laughs> sang his song. The the Dude. Native American man has like <laughs> explained to everybody like what <laughs> our modern <laughs> culture has done. And then we just <laughs> we take our followers out from the tank. We've driven them on the truck and they've sprayed them with water so your blowhole doesn't die. <laughs> and we just put our followers right in the ocean. Hold me. And like then the they River go out Jordan. And, Dude, and you know what happens? You. They they go out into the wilderness, they go out into the the Atlantic Ocean, and then they're about two miles out, and they're like, "Oh shit, we don't know how to live outside <laughs> captivity," and you die because you don't because you have no more joy. <laughs> Dude, we need to make a meme of you standing on a rock pile, holding up a phone, and just like some Instagram follower <laughs> leaping over you. <laughs> I release you. Oh, man. Dude, we could probably do that with Samantha. Like a mm-hmm. meme with Samantha, like flopping over the free will and just being like, I'm over it. She's not going to be in the show. I release I mean, my expectations. That is kind of how Kim Cattrall is and not doing the show. There's like everyone that's like, she's, they're just like going nuts. They're like, is she, will she or won't she? And she's just, she's just like in a hot tub, like with champagne being like, what? I'm, <laughs> I'm on whatever that show is called. She's like living her life. Dude, free yeah. Sammy. We need to make it a thing. Free Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, free Cammy. Free, free Sammy. Sammy. 
Free well, Willy, Free Willy Garson. Yeah, Free um, Willy Garson. I hope he's in it. That's a great analogy, Kevin. Thank you for that. What's the worst April Fool's prank anyone's ever played on y'all besides the ones that happened this year? Uh, I mean, if you're comfortable sharing what the the other one Kevin did, it got me very steamed. Ooh, so she's so steamed. I did. Mondays. I did get John. You got me I, too. You got me Jeremy. too. But I had just I had just gotten back in from a trip out of town, and I like I saw it. But I had so much going on to catch up back in life that I texted y'all and was like, I'm enjoying how much everyone's flipping out about this. But I did tell someone I was like, uh, yeah, Kevin did this thing. And then and then when I checked back in on my phone, like six hours later, it had all sussed itself out. So like you, you got me too. Because so, I think you and I have sort of talked about this thing in the past, like years ago. Yeah, we've we've talked about it because uh, I think she's talked about um, she's talked about how she's a Sex and the City fan. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but basically, I photoshopped a picture of uh, I'm trying to pull it up here. Um, I photoshopped a picture. I pretended that I DM'd Tommy Laren, the Fox News host, <laughs> who. Who it's like, listen, I think I would have on there, there's some Fox News hosts I think I'd have on. I'd have on uh, I'd have on Shepard Smith, Shepard Smith. <laughs> he was great, but he doesn't work for Fox anymore. Um, I don't I don't know. Who, great. Maybe Gretchen Carlson. I would have had on a few years ago. <laughs> Tommy Laren's like a pretty hot firebrand. If you guys if you people know who she is. And I, I texted I photoshopped some messages to her. <laughs> Uh, that I just sent to myself, to my friend's Instagram account. And I made it look like Tommy Laren was going to do, I wanted to do the podcast and said, you're probably going to get canceled for this, but thank you for having me on. I'm a huge <laughs> Sex in the City fan and I'm excited that you boys are open to lifting up conservative voices on your comedy <laughs> podcast. And uh, it started a pretty hot debate on, on, on what we, on what kind of guests we would like to have on this show. John, yeah. John, I got, I got tuned up. John, John got real just tuned like, up. John got real tuned up. Yeah, it was very, it was, it was, it was Harlan great. read one of my responses and he's like, this is how I knew you were really mad. Cause at one point I was like, listen, I'm only one vote in this podcast. You know what my <laughs> vote is, but if you override me, it is what it is. <laughs> it's I, like, I didn't, when stuff like that happens, like I am like. I try to think about like what the response will be because I'm, I'm like simultaneously bad at typing stuff out and, and then like misspelling something or leaving a sentence out. And then I have to do the asterisks in a text and like redo my thing. So like I'm mm. simultaneously bad at just messing up grammar. And then I'm also bad at saying a thing that later I realize like I didn't fully read things or like, I can't take it back. But what happens in my mind is I just imagined I was like, this is the beginning of it all falling apart. <laughs> and I just let that happen in my mind. I was like, you know what? It's been a good run and we're all getting older. At some point this was going to wilt and die. So why not instead of wilting and dying, why not set it all on fire? But it's all going away. And Ke so Kevin just kept on responding with, well, she has 1.9 million followers. And I was like, we're going to lose all our current followers. He's like, we'll rebuild it. <laughs> John just went on uh, John and John like made some like really good point about made some like really good point and i was just like i was like agree to disagree 
But you just, did everything like in a very you way. Like I've, we've been in debates about other things. So like you did a great job of your own voice. Like you've made the argument with other people to be like, this person has a ton of followers. And they've mm-hmm. been like, yeah, I don't know if they're really like our thing. And you're like, yeah, but like, whatever it did that the reach makes sense. So like you did every argument you've done in the past with this one. The thing it was, uh, it was hard to, it was hard to tell. You know, it's really funny. This shows like how far, uh, how far gone are, um, I read a book that talked about how like when politics becomes part of like every single thing in your life, like it just, it, it, you know, steals like some of your joy basically because it, then you can't, you can't use your imagination anymore. And it's so funny how, how Charlotte is like a Republican in this technically. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't really talk about it, but like she is. And it's funny how much that would, upset that's what wouldn't be fun about someone like that that like they turn your whole job that's why i think it'd be miserable to be a news person it's like then your job is to literally only think about that all the time mm. you wouldn't be able to just talk about a story it would just be like this is why blah 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 blah. like those people are just annoying but i'm trying to th- i want to know if anybody uh I, I want i would love to know since we're talking about this on the podcast who would be appalled and who would who would be okay with us having Tommy Lauren on. Yeah. We're not going to no matter what. Yeah, but on send principle, us. we're not going to. I just yeah. want to you know. Vote. I, I just want to know. Vote. I want to know what people would feel like if they if their feed just popped up and it said the Bradshaw boys featuring Tommy Laren. Do this. <laughs> do this. Send us send us a DM on Instagram of we will we will not screenshot and publish these. So we will like we're gonna protect your anonymity, but send us your actual answer if yeah. you would have been appalled or if you would have been like, I I think that she might have had an interesting thing to say. Just send yeah. us your actual answer. I'm no very judgment. curious. And then and then send us the person that would make you be like, I'm out. Send us the person <laughs> you'd be like, you guys we'll have try this to person get them on. on. I'm out. And then we'll try to get them on. But really send send us. Send I mean, us your who, limit for how far we can go on the Bradshaw Kevin, who's boys. your limit? Like, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell? Like, having her on the pod? Would that... Would that uh... for, for some reason, for some reason, this is this is what is weird. You have to, like, think about... For some reason, I, I would be okay having Ghislaine Maxwell on, but I wouldn't be okay having Candace Owens on. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think <laughs> my limit is Coney. Coney 2012. <laughs> Coney... If we have Coney, Coney 2012. Dude, we gotta get Coney, get 2012, 2012. and it's not it's not because I'm like we can't do that. I just be like I don't know what else we can do. We had that guy. We had on a, we a murderous, we di- we had a the murderous top. general who was like, "Well, okay, uh, season three, episode ten is actually one of my favorite episodes." Oh it's my. just like a murderous general from an African country that is just a horrible person who's like, you want to weigh in on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, shout like, out to Cody. Go. Shout I out actually to- relate to Mr. Big quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's ruthless in business. I've burned villages. I mean, oh my be like, we, got, we can't go anywhere else. <laughs> hey, uh, everybody, this, uh, this next episode, we're really excited to have him on. It's the first podcast he's ever done. Uh, he's known for... <laughs> For, for being the head of a child army. Ladies and gentlemen, Con- Ladies Joseph Coney. There's a J- Ugandan insurgent, Joseph Coney. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Uh, where can, they, where, where can we follow army. you on, uh, we're on social media? Do you want to play? Uh, got anything cool going on right now? 
Oh man, oh my god, that's bad. I thought you were talking about the Coney 2012 guy that from like Long Beach that was running around oh, naked on bath salts. The, in, the Invisible Children guy, the guy that like went crazy from uh, that guy, the guy that yeah. that's yeah. what I mean. He that's the guy that from made 20 the, Coney 2012. That's the guy, yeah, that, yeah the, that went nuts from that. I don't know yeah, if I'd, any I'd of you have him on the pod. We could probably get in touch yeah. with him. Yeah, let's have him on. <laughs> I think we can get in touch um, with him. I think we should. Uh, I think um, when next time we have like a big guest like Kyle McLaughlin mm-hmm. or like or Kristen Davis, we should um, we should just run that by him. Just be like, yeah, yeah, it was really <laughs> <laughs> just see what they think. Just be uh, like, I have a question. Do you think we should have? A- <laughs> All right, we need to, we need we to watch it. the episode. All right. We're checking out um, season one, episode eleven, the, the drought. The drought, and uh, we're gonna have uh, Katie hop on and and give us a recap if y'all didn't watch the show, and, uh, and we will see you. Yes, um, check out our Patreon episode. We watch um the even episodes. The latest guest we had was Henry Kissinger. It was a really interesting conversation about. <laughs> Uh, the geopolitical landscape of the 1980s and how it affects today and also <laughs> what it's like to not come for over a month. So <laughs> what the drought? Oh, the drought. So I was like, I was like, Henry Kissinger ah. held off his sexual drive for months. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't, I do, when I'm, when I'm trying to start a foreign intervention, I don't masturbate. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. We'll see you after we watch the episode. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. Take it away, Katie. Episode 11, The Drought. Carrie's relationship with Mr. Big has been going on for long enough that it is becoming less physical, especially after she farts in bed. Charlotte is dating a man who isn't interested in sex anymore thanks to the side effects of Prozac. Samantha discovers that not having sex can be erotic, and Miranda realizes she hasn't had sex for months. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back. The drought. Woo! I'm telling you what. I'm parched. I think (laughs) think this this episode carries on new resonance based on Mm. the past year, right? I bet this is like when true droughts happen. Worldwide sexual droughts. Mm. Oh, Mm. from uh, from, from, uh, From COVID? 2020 COVID drought? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It probably has to be like the. I imagine twenty twenty is like probably globally the least sexually active year in I, since the last major war. I don't know. I kind of disagree because I think it it also put a lot of couples at home together more than they ever have been. And if you're in a coupling relationship, you're even just out of boredom. You're probably banging it out. I think. <laughs> I think technically, I think they said couples, married couples, sex went down in quarantine. Yeah, I mean, Who I think that? um just just some people I talked to. Just I'm them. kidding. It was a study. <laughs> no, there was a study because I think the the article that I read was about how like getting away and having things to do like 
connect you sexually to your partner mm. too. And like nothing, right. nothing is sexier than being in crippling fear that your parents are going to die of a, of a disease too. That's what gets me. That's going. my, that's my kink actually. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't. Don't kink shame me. I can't, I can't get off unless I'm afraid that if I cough on my dad, he'll die. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till April fools next year when I hit you with that one. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, I was traveling through Ohio. Bad news. All right, let's 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 take a look. Let's take a look at uh, I, I, sexual activity. I had a friend. Yeah, while you looked it up, I have a friend that I grew up with. That him and his friends started a really interesting, good thing. Like I think in like 2018, like when just election and political news was like super high, and he was like, anytime any one of them cited a fact they would have to cite where they read it that's so pretty smart just, and it was actually really good because i've thought about it ever since i talked to him where i'm always like i read this article and i have to be like oh where did i read it did yeah. i read it it's mm -hmm. actually really good because it it kind of makes you think about like not only what you read but how much stuff you just throw around or if you're yeah. like oh yeah i read that on jamfederationnews.org <laughs> and it's like what's that i don't know i just googled it i don't know what it is that's Quarantine. so good Oh, uh, well, this is from, uh, well, there's two things. One, let's read, okay, let's read the, the Daily Tar Heel first because Corey is a UNC That's, graduate. I am a UNC graduate, yeah. So, column, this is just a column, Savannah Bradley. Let's get her on the pod. Let's get She's her on a the junior. Pod. Okay, right. um, 2020 has a lot of things, but it was not the year of sex, despite being in a long-term relationship. This is just about her. Savannah, Savannah shut up. Okay. So Born Savannah Bradley, she's the wait, what's her name? Savannah, Savannah Bradley. Bradley. She's the she's the Tar Heels version of Carrie Bradshaw. Is she really? Yeah, she's that's kind of yeah. true. Like you, you don't tell her to shut up. That's okay, that's an elevator. Let's get her on the pod. One, what's the Let name me, of the article you're reading? Because I'm oh, I'm reading a very different She's just trying to do her. I couldn't help but wonder, and you're telling her to shut up. She's okay. even got like a great Carrie Bradshaw name, Samantha Bradley. Savannah go, Bradley. Let me go big world and then we'll we'll zoom back in. Maybe we'll uh so this is from Glamour, T Tanya Edwards. This is March. So this is a few days ago. We've heard a lot about how single people are faring during the pandemic. A year of sexual solitude at worst and socially distant awkwardness at best. But it's not like those relationships are living it up in the bed either. Your married friends aren't having quarantine sex either. So they said that the past year has gone down for married couples and sex too. Interesting. Um, which is interesting. That is interesting. Um, and then the other one is, I guess it's just her column. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. maybe we will use this. Wow. I'm going to look up Savannah wow. Bradley. Look up yeah, Savannah Bradley. The, the, big, the biggest news coming out of UNC these days is not about whether or not people are having sex or not. It's that our basketball coach, Roy Williams, is leaving. But that's for the other Bradshaw Boys sports that's for the Bradshaw. That's for, Steve, you, that's for a Steve talk of another day. That's for day. Steve talk. Yeah, exactly. Wait, but we... Before we get to the episode, though, do you think I I don't know? There, I'm sure there's a fact or f figure with this somewhere, but I wonder if more people, at least just by our friends, I think more people got pregnant though, right? Yeah, I, I mean that's only one time having sex. If if you got that one shot, that J, &J but if you but, he, sex but if life. you 
if yeah, if you are if you're if you if your friend is is pregnant, the chances are it doesn't mean necessarily that it's an increased amount of yeah. sex. It probably means that Focused. the sex has become a lot more strategic. Yeah, that's <laughs> that probably like, true. That there's actually graphs, charts, and sometimes thermometers involved with, with <laughs> the sex, <laughs> and not the forehead kind. All right, yeah. not those kind of thermometers. No, that you're right. That's true. It probably means that you had a a more focused time during the pandemic of saying like, all right, this has caused us to think, what do we want our lives to look like? after this mm, that's probably not, true and we're not just like having a couple bottles of wine doing some sexy times together right you know dude kevin is just ass deep in savannah bradley right now <laughs> look at him i've never <laughs> seen him focus so hard I lo- oh my gosh amazing i hope He's, that i what i hope that comes out of this though is that like it spikes all of her articles and they're like savannah your articles are doing amazing right mm-hmm. now and she gets like she she gets to the top of her class in journalism from my Heck from yeah. my school when i was a when i was a journalism major at unc you were a journalism major well i was and then i switched to be a film uh major with a religion minor but as i was doing the switch i went to our career studies place and the guy was like Oof, okay i just gotta let you know that you are leaving a major with not a lot of jobs to go to a major with even less jobs (laughs) (laughs) and then and then literally like a year after i left someone gave the journalism school like a giant grant and they were way it was a way nicer school than what i moved to oh that's so so funny that guy was not only not wrong but not only not only correct but more correct than he thought i had a i had a very similar conversation with my philosophy department head He's like, not a lot going on with philosophy. Are you sure you <laughs> want to do this? You're leaving yeah, exactly. a business major. Exactly. Um, so I want to first ask you two, have you ever uh, had um, just very obvious neighbors that have engaged in sexual activity that you could either like see or view or watch? Because I feel like this is an ongoing joke. Uh, mm-hmm. Katie was watching Friends. And mm-hmm. same thing. They have like that window yeah, and there's that. like, if there's a New York comedy, I'm not sure if Seinfeld ever did an episode about that, but like the joke is you at some point will see one of your neighbors engaging mm-hmm. in sexual activity. And so have you guys ever had that experience? And if so, was it I, like, was it something that you were shy to look at? Were you I, like bringing friends over to watch it? What one happened? time. That's a, I mean, it's a great question because I've seen it at work. I used to work in Times Square across from uh, the Marriott, the big Marriott hotel there. And mm-hmm. on my shout like, out to Marriott, one of our best shout sponsors. Thank shout you. out to Marriott. Thank you for the sponsors. Uh, use the hotel code. Uh, <laughs> use the use the coupon code. Uh, peeping Tom. Peeping Tom pe- Corey. Peeping Tom Corey on two queen beds. Um, <laughs> to get a no, complimentary my- upgrade to your breakfast buffet. <laughs> Free coffee. Uh, <laughs> In my third day at that job, I was like in a meeting with people and their backs were to the window. And I was just looking out the window, watching two people just raw dogging it to the max. <laughs> and and the funny thing was like the way the, the hotel curtain was, it cut both of their heads off. So it was just two bodies just like going at it. But in terms of apartments, I don't think I ever have. But I did see something one time where my apartment... um or no, an apartment that I lived in that both of y'all had seen, it looked back, I mean, like most New York apartments, it looked back towards pretty obviously towards like some other windows. And -hmm. I would always see this one couple. Um, and I was like, I wonder what their deal is. And then, um, later I ended up, it was a bunch of roommates in one apartment. I thought it was a couple, but I was just seeing the roommates. And then later, um, I ended up, 
meeting one of the people in that apartment on an internet date. Whoa. So like, I was like, wait, where do you live? And then we went through and it was like, she lived in that building. That's crazy. So have you said you looked into her apartment before? Before the internet date? Yeah. Yeah. Completely like like seen and seen her. Like, did you, my question is, did you like recognize her or had you just like seen her roommates and stuff? I didn't recognize her, but I put that the pieces together. That would be super creepy. Yeah, I didn't Could you recognize imagine? her. That would be some real creepy rear window stuff. No, I didn't I didn't recognize her, but we put the pieces together and I was like, oh, I've probably seen you before in these people that I just thought was like a married couple or like a family or whatever. It was That's very crazy. weird. Yeah. we When I That's, lived in Times Square, we had, um, there was a guy that was like across the who lived across the street from us. And I imagine he was like what Mr. Big was when Mr. Big was like four years past college, like black silk sheets and just like dark colored paints everywhere. And the dude would go through like a 30 year old virgin type ritual before he masturbated every time. And like we, <laughs> we would like see him preparing his ritual. He would like put stuff up and like, and like turn on lights and light candles and we would just we would just all go up to the roof and watch him and thought it was the funniest thing in the world and then <laughs> that's great if, we, if there was like enough of us there we would like just just fuck with him we'd like send him food like order him or go ring oh his my buzzer gosh. and just like i mean wow i want to apologize to the poor guy we were not super kind. we didn't do it often but you know i mean if you were if he's leaving the window open though he wants people to see right wide wide open like very yeah, yeah. obvious like and he would do it right by the window so this guy oh, like, yeah this guy was was definitely probably doing the same thing on chat roulette and like he was probably setting up his chat roulette camera is that what, mm-hmm. what he was getting all set up but wow it was fun well i guess the <clears throat> there's the involuntary drought or the showing off the showing offness but i guess this this rather than it just being a drought, it's kind of all about um, the the frequency with which uh, people have sex and why. And for Carrie, it's the, she's like, oh, is it this thing? Does he not want me for this reason? Because of, of the fart. With Charlotte, it's like she thinks it's out of respect, and really, it's just because he's on pharmaceutical drug that is like <laughs> depressing his his sexuality. And then for Miranda, she's the only one who's on like this. Oh man, I like I need it. Yeah. But it is pretty interesting that um, in Carrie's column, it's sort of like everyone except for I don't know. It's making it out like everybody. That's probably. A, common misnomer that it's like everybody's having the best time having sex with everyone except for me right you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which you know i feel like that's how she born. even starts the show there's 1.3 million single men 1.8 million single women and mm-hmm. everyone is existing in the city to try to have sex as much as possible mm-hmm. yeah um everyone's and, like, everyone's dunk dunking dunking as hard as possible yeah capote d capote d um, and I don't know. I've, I don't know who we focused on the first time. The most, the most interesting to me. I mean, it's pretty interesting. The, uh, the Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Kevin one, because I would, if I was Kevin and I am Kevin, I would just, <laughs> I'd just get off those pharmaceuticals. No, but it's like, it's probably a really common thing for people to have to choose between antidepressants and like, that's kind of, 
I mean, Prozac was pretty big in the 90s, 2000s for people mm-hmm. to talk about. But I mean, now antidepressants are like more. But m- furthermore, is they've they've now they have the antidepressants which suppress the sex drive. But now they have uh, they have pills that like re up it. Isn't that like what like Blue Chew and like some of those other things would would use to counter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, huh. you suppress sex drive. Yeah, and Cialis and um, I mean Cialis and Viagra were like pretty legendary. Yeah, and when Viagra first came out, it was like a game changer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wonder. What's really interesting is like this this trope that I'm I'm thinking about it because I know there's a really famous Seinfeld episode too where like what happens to people when you adjust the sex uh lever it's Mm -hmm. like i know the seinfeld episode is like they stop having sex and like george becomes really really smart right and like elaine becomes really really stupid without it isn't that isn't that like the joke and i think like it's it's something like it's interesting to like explore this concept of like what happens to a person when they go through a drought? How does it change them? Right. And like, what is the appropriate amount of time to have sex in, in a relationship? Because I think everyone's response is a little bit different. You know, yeah. Samantha is like, it's a barometer for a healthy relationship, um, which which I thought was super interesting. I yeah. think with the first time around, we probably focused on the fart more than anything. I think we probably did focus a lot on that. Um <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's pretty funny. Like, cause if I you think, fart in front of us, pff, you're out of here. You're down. You don't exist. If you fart in front of us, laser focus is going to that fart and that's it. Forget it. I don't even care if it's an April fool's day joke. It's that's it. You're out. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting too, to think about like the drought, like someone's drought. If someone is like not having a ton of intercourse, um, and then it ramps it up because I think this presupposes because it's the show sex and the city. It presupposes like it's always a pretty regular part of all of their lives. Mm-hmm. So the drought is what makes it weird for them. But if there's someone who isn't usually having a lot of sex and then they get into a relationship or get married or something like that, it's like, it would be interesting to see how it changes that person too. Does that make sense? Like, if someone just adds it to their life versus yeah. like having a gap, you know, I mean, that would be like if the yoga guy ended up ending his thing, it'd be interesting to see how it changed him. You could mm-hmm. call that a really long drought, but it sounds like, I think he's had three years without it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a weird, that <clears throat> one's a weird thing because it's like, I mean, I guess it'd be interesting. Like, is he talking about like, what if he's in a relationship? He still doesn't do it. I don't think so. I don't think he does. Rivers Cuomo from Weezer was like that. Rivers Cuomo just like completely gave up sex for like a long time and was celibate until he married his wife. Even even when they were dating, he was just like, I'm completely not doing this until I get married. Hmm. Yeah. And he because he he got like very monkish after like the second Weezer album or something like that. Hmm. Did he, did he make his own trapper like beer? I think so. Yeah. He made, he made, he made Trappist Ale. He, uh, he would wake up, he would, he would do stations of the cross. And, um, I mean, he also five times is, a day. on this, on the second album, he has a song called I'm tired of sex. So yeah, exactly. He Wait, is, really? Mm-hmm. That's the first yeah, song. I was tired of sex. So I think, uh, that's a good proactive move to 
recondition your <clears throat> it's funny none of none of the stories involved having a particularly uh healthy abstinent like none of them had uh the thought of just like oh yeah like it was all pro yeah you should be yeah. having it which i find interesting because um i do think that sometimes people i mean watching the show is really interesting because it people there's two like things that have been happening the past few years one is like the uh ex not the past few years but like the massive acceptance like since the 60s of like free of sex being not so connected to like a moral stricture of like pro or not and i think mm -hmm. of sex as like a really powerful force you know which it is and once it's disconnect like an orb or something and then once it's not connected to certain things it's not just like wh whatever it's not just like samantha's zone mm -hmm. it's like when you think about look at like the massive amounts of pain and destruction that have been unfolding the past few years like basically the beginning of me too mm -hmm. and explaining like all of that is connected to sexual desire that is misplaced in a way that mm. it's not free and it's not i don't necessarily see it just as at first it was like look at these two or three monsters jeffrey epstein and harvey weinstein and like a few other of these but it's like I think sometimes a show like this or an episode like this doesn't totally properly put in its place that it's like, it's not just a thing that you need. It's a thing that causes, creates life and can like destroy people's, uh, destroy people emotionally. Yeah. And I know that's not what the point of the show is, but when you think about the guy who's like saying, I haven't done this for three years and it just like, it makes me so special and like I can't handle it. I don't know. It's just like it's mm. not it's not I think we've just been learning. Like it's not just like a silly little thing that you either have or you don't have. Like it's a really power it's one of the most powerful things in human life. You yeah, know? Totally. Like yeah. two people yeah. connecting. Mm -hmm. And so it is funny for it to just be like, I farted, you don't like me. Um <laughs> that I don't know. When you or looking at a study that it's like, what if the whole human race like stops having sex mm -hmm. twice as much like twice as little as they used to for the past thousands of years that's right. crazy mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. or yeah. like yeah yeah i, I mean know. it would be yeah you would never get that you like if you were like it's it's international abstinence day like that would mm -hmm. never happen but i wonder if would, there will be like uh a backlash to uh the the sexual revolution of the the sixties and when the seventies I don't I don't know I think that's of, what we've like been having I think that's what I think that's like what has been going on the past few years really? one of them like well, like because, more of like an equilibrium like sex sex pre sixties was like this this one thing post sixties it was like this complete free thing and I wonder if they'll like settle like you're saying somewhere in the middle where, mm -hmm. where they're like it's a very powerful motivator. And mm -hmm. like it needs to be respected as not mm. just something that should like be floating around there out there free to get because like you said, it can cause a lot of pain when it's unchecked. It, it, like, yeah. mm -hmm. it can ruin lives. It can do all these things. And so mm -hmm. I think that I mean, that's a really interesting observation there that like that it's not kind of this this 
sixties idea of, of free sex. Yeah. At all times. I don't know. That's, that's super, super interesting. I wonder if they will like, we've talked about this a little bit, but I wonder if they will address that, uh, in the new series at all. You know, I wonder, I wonder too, what, because there's, there's more people. I don't know if I, I hesitate to say it's, it's weird to look at data now for for tons of things because we just have more access to everyone has more access to media so like trends that you're seeing may just be that you're actually seeing them for the first time because mm -hmm. everyone has a cell phone now but it seems like and there i'm sure there's a data for this somewhere but that asexuality is a risen thing too there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that are like i'm asexual i don't have sex yeah. and it seems like that's a difference between uh 60s free love and that coming into the culture where now there's people that are like i'm out i don't really like i enjoy being around people but i've realized that sex is not the only way to connect to intimacy yeah. mm -hmm. and i don't mm -hmm. want to i i'm not a sexual i'm not a physically sexual person and i'm yeah. making the choice to not do that i wonder if the rise of <clears throat> the conversation of like of consent is like one of those new things that was put in because i think just the assumption that went along with the sexual revolution was like, was like people want this, mm -hmm. like because we haven't been able to have it, and now we can have it. And there's right. these things, and now one of the main, I would say one of the main like ethics is like, if two people want to, then they can, and it, yes. and like, and that's why I think that is kind of like clearly the ethic that has been like the. Com conversation that it's like you check in if the person's down and if you're mm -hmm. down you guys handshake and you're down mm -hmm. to do that together and that does seem like sort of like a i don't know there's like a sketch that like made fun of it that or some people that are just like what am i supposed to do before i even like tell like can i say i like you like there's really dumbing down conversations of mm -hmm. like every single time i'm supposed to check in um but that that does seem like just the ethic that has risen up mm -hmm. of being like, no, not everybody is one thousand percent down. Right. So now mm -hmm. you check in with that, and that seems like a bit of a reaction to maybe the sexual revolution that didn't just happen in the sixties. It happened in the sixties, and then slowly over the yeah. next, it's like a giant tidal wave that that kept on. You know, have you ever seen like the tsunami? You think it's like a fifty foot wave, and it's really just like right. a it's, two foot wave that just destroys and then just slowly, forty miles into the island. Exactly. I feel like that's kind of what it was over the course of many years. Hmm. That's a really interesting analogy. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Miranda a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Miranda, the block, the whole blockbuster thing. Were you guys living in New York when when there was a block like blockbuster videos? Corey, were you here? I think I was. I mean, when did Blockbuster go away? I remember there being weird Blockbuster like art pop up things when it was going away. And I moved here in 2005. There's that so. documentary on Netflix called like the last Blockbuster that everyone's kind of been yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. right now. Uh, Have yeah, you guys it, seen it? Blockbuster closed. I haven't seen it. No, it closed the in 2010. So the Harbor yeah, Fitness, um, the Harbor Fitness on 15th and 5th yeah, in my apartment uh, was a Blockbuster. <laughs> and after... Um, after the first time that uh, my ex Rachel broke up with me, I went over and rented uh, Ghostbusters and smoked my first cigarette. <laughs> really? That's Are you my serious? Yeah, that's how my, my roommates were just like, they were like, hey man, it's okay. And then we went outside and smoked smoked a cigarette and I just coughed really hard and laughed the whole time. And then we rented Ghostbusters. So <laughs> that's what I remember about Blockbuster. 
Wow. Dude, that's 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 fantastic. Yeah. Um, wait, what do we what's so the way? What about Miranda? So she the blockbuster thing. Blockbuster was here at that time in New York. It was here till 2010. I don't okay. really remember where some were, but I remember them being well. The other thing about a very New York sidebar is the thing I remember when I moved here was Kim's video. Do you remember Kim's mm, video? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which Kim's video was like, there's been so many parodies of things of it made in in movies, but it was the video store that was like run by East Village punks. They had, mm. it was an amazing film store where they just have like, it's like Criterion collection to the max. They have things you'd never get anywhere else. And it was run by people who were completely disinterested in helping you out. That's and so funny. It's like the indie video store. And that was like I, a huge New York thing. But I know there's blockbusters around. Too. I just feel like so blockbuster. So like what I uh, what I love the most about New York City is the is the neighbor like the neighborhood vibes. I love mm-hmm. like seeing people at like the bars and the coffee shops and the bodegas and the stores mm-hmm. that like you like regularly see. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that just like the neighborhood blockbuster was probably a really fun experience like uh, I, I love local bookstores too like i love yeah. going into like a neighborhood bookstore and just walking around and i think like um a blockbuster would have been like another vibe like that like where you mm-hmm. like know the managers you like probably see the same people in there you're like mm-hmm. checking out what other people are getting i think it, it would just been like a really interesting like peek into other people's lives like mm-hmm. i don't know I, I i think that's like something that is missing from the the like order your groceries online kind of yeah. Yeah. world that we're living in now is like yeah, the, totally. the neighborhood feels diminishing, but yeah, that's for another pod. That's for another. Yeah. Wait. Well, I definitely think, uh, I definitely think cat calling has gone, has, has uh, <laughs> cat calling. That was one of the joys of living in New York city. I'm just kidding. That's just like the construction worker, uh, the whole construction worker cat call. Mm-hmm. was like so classic and then do you remember when um the girl like walked around in new york city the whole day yeah the viral video the, the of viral the, video yeah, yeah yeah i mean that was like and then michael che who's the head writer at snl he like made fun of it on his twitter and then there that was an explosion like that was another thing that it was like it was a funny like little cutesy thing and not cutesy thing like it's always represented in tv as not just like yeah like it certainly wasn't represented there as like this is vile sexual no. harassment. It um, was it was more represented as like this is I mean because we that's not the first catcalling thing we've well not sorry I don't know if there's other catcalling things that's not the first like stereotypical construction worker thing they've represented I mean, yeah. they've shown construction the show? workers is like like when Carrie walks across carrying the cake across the sidewalk and they're like hey yo there's yeah. very much like the stereotypical construction worker yeah. that. The hot you know. dog cat calls Miranda, right? Oh, the the sandwich guy. The sandwich. Mm-hmm. The sandwich yeah, yeah, cat calls yeah, her yeah. too. Yeah, but this is but this is before those in the episode series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I mean, mean since we've watched it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is like the first in the series. This is probably the first cat calling thing in the series. Definitely. I just like can't, I think can't we probably step up to the plate. Huh? What's that? He's, he can't put his money where his mouth is. Oh, this man. is also this is also the first instance of I think any of our characters using some hardcore Italian slang when Miranda goes, "What a gavone!" <laughs> I was like, "Where did that come from?" Isn't Miranda Irish? Oh my gosh! I, I just like I've probably talked about this before, but like, like, okay, cat cat coin it comes from at least I probably think it comes from like this this evolutionary trait of like. 
peacocking or like, you know, mm-hmm. you have the birds that are like dancing around, like clicking to like gain attention from mm-hmm. a mate. Mm-hmm. Right. But like certainly catcalling hasn't worked for anyone ever in the last 5,000 years. Like what is it that is going through the brains of these people that feel like it's necessary to hoot and holler at someone like you'd think it would stop just by the lack of it not producing results but well i think i I, well go ahead kevin i think also that it's not necessarily about it producing results it's just like for guys like that like they're just like he's married he just is like like i feel like the more this is obviously exaggerated but i feel like what is more likely to to happen every once in a while, like still is just like, Oh, wow. You know? And then, and then you kind of want the girl to hear it. So Why? that she's, but what, what's the point of wanting them to hear it? Is it like a power dynamic? It's a machismo, like, it's a machismo thing. Okay. It's like, uh, I think it's a machismo thing of like, um, guys saying, I, I mean, and that's, in that instance, it's about him trying to be funny in front of those friends. Okay. That makes more sense. And because it's if like you, if trying you want- to be like, Hey, check this out. I'm going to give this lady a hard time and like harass her. Um, because machismo is, is once again, this, this like evolutionary trait of like, I'm the alpha male. You're right. going to be attracted to me because I can pound my chest the hardest. So it, like right. it all just is like super confusing to me as to why, <laughs> it, why it's still, Maybe it's just like tied in these creeps, like primordial DNA, but I I don't know. Some of it, there's probably a, uh, well, definitely when this was shot, like there's definitely a cultural thing of like, they're like, that's what construction workers in New York city do, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, um, I mean, and like not saying it's, you know, not excusing it, but it's like, that is like the stereotypical, like, Hey, sweetheart, you know, like that's the kind of guy it's like an Andrew Dice Clay thing, but Dude, I was in Hickory Dickory Duck. Yeah, I was in Brooklyn near one of our favorite restaurants, El Viejo too. Favorite restaurants that I've only been to once in my life. John and I've been there once, and we love it. I can't wait to go there. How Uh, many pictures do you think we've sent of each other in front of El Viejo Yayo too? I mean, at least at least (laughs) ten, like from each one of us. Kevin has been in one. Katie's been in one. I mean, we've it's. That's a great place. But I was in front of there one time and some dude who was like probably like 20 rode up on the sidewalk on a city bike to this girl <laughs> to this girl and just goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, miss, 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 miss. Hey, excuse me, miss. And she turned around. And he was just like, I just got to say, you're beautiful. I mean, is there any way I can get to know you and like take you on a date? And then she it's got really weird because I was like, well, I was standing beside it and she's turned around and she goes. And like, granted, she had a mask on. So maybe this, like, maybe this explains a little bit. She's turning. She goes, I'm sorry. I'm only 17. And then the guy just goes, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that, but you are beautiful. And then she walked away and then he just turns to me and he goes, yo, man, you got to try though. You know, right. I mean, shoot. (laughs) And then he just rode off on a bike and I was like, how did I get roped into any of this? Like, and I talked to a, I talked to a girl afterward that I'm friends with. Who's like one of our friends who is, you know, like around our age. And, and I was like, I was like, that was crazy. And she was like, you know, I mean, she goes, look, definitely some like weird stuff going on there. And like, clearly he was trying to be polite in the sense that he was just like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. 
And, but she said, I mean, he wasn't, that wasn't like a full on cat call. That was yeah. more of a, like, I'm trying to stop you. And she was like, I respect a little bit of him trying to shoot his shot right there of just right. saying like, I think you're beautiful. Uh, do you want to go on a date sometime? Yeah. I think that's clearly differently than a cat call. hundred yeah. percent. That's just like, that's just like getting in, like that's just interrupting someone I mean, on the sidewalk, yeah. you know, cat and, uh, calling but to I think me that's is almost, about like, is that a version of machismo? What I just described? I I think that I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. I think like for me, catcalling is about, it's a not about like the, the possibility of a relationship or anything other than just like objectifying someone. Yeah. It's just and in that him. case, like, yeah, I, I don't think there was necessary. I mean, I wasn't there, so I didn't hear the tone or language, but it wasn't like a, an, an objectification just to, for make the, to make the guy feel good. Like, you know, yeah, I, I think true. people need to continue to meet one another and like, and and I don't think that prevent stopping people from catcalling should should also stop someone from like walking up to a stranger at a bar and be like, hey, like, can I buy you a drink? I'd love to have a conversation with you. That's that's what needs to continue to happen. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just like the surrounded by your boys or like walking by someone by yourself and just being like, damn that ass. Like, there's yeah. no there's nothing there other than objectification. Wait, and the thing you just described is that guy saying that to one of his boys. Or is he saying that to a woman he sees on the street? Like a like a, as they're passing a woman on the street or something like that. I thought like he that. was complimenting his boy on his ass. <laughs> but he was like, yo, Michael, damn dead ass. You've been doing squats. <laughs> You've been hitting them lunges, dog. Hit those lunges, Michael. Damn. Those, yeah, those don't look saying, like boot cut. Those look like the tight jeans. Michael. Apple bottoms. Um, what else what else have we missed? We we talked we talked about everything. We talked we didn't talk. I got a question about the fart. I don't want to, I know we hammered the fart last time, but the yeah. fart brings up a really interesting thing. We did an Instagram poll about Which this. Which of course is what, what is in Carrie's diet. Okay. What? That's what it is. <laughs> What's she eating? Roughage? Maybe. Um, no, it brings up a thing where Samantha says men don't like women to be human. Mm. And we put up a poll about that and 71 of our Instagram followers said true. 29% said false. Mm. They said, they said men don't, it's true. Men don't like women to be human. 29% mm. said false. Uh, and then they were like, and then, then we have a whole thing about thoughts on Carrie's insecurities around not being perfect to big. Um, like big's always had perfect women around him. She wants to feel like she's on the same level, mm-hmm. but what do you, how, do you agree with men don't like women to be human? What do you think about that? I mean, I think that I think there's like, I think this is another thing that is not full on, like some has changed and not everything has changed. Like guys still, I don't know, there's probably more acceptance for girls to have like, uh, some like hair or, or fart, like sex in the city is part of that, of being like, listen, like we're real humans, but when you look like girls still have just as much of a desire, more of a desire to get plastic surgery and, and makeup than ever before. Mm. And that is, um, maybe for themselves, but then also part of that is to like, look beautiful. Like there's more of a desire to feel beautiful. There's not like a huge mass. There's like some girls that ha- show their armpit hair now. Okay. And mm. there's some guys that maybe shave their armpits now, but mm. on the whole, if you go net, 
worldwide, like there's still more, most girls that are more interested in shaving their legs than, than, than not. And so some of it is like, I don't know, it's like that bargaining between of like a guy has to accept that if a girl doesn't wear makeup, like that's fine. Mm. But girls are still, I mean, get buying makeup and that is part of looking like the most, uh, most perfect version of a human or more beautiful than your natural self. Right. Yeah. I mean, we get, we're, we, I feel like the hard part about this question is we get into a lot of things of gender norms across the world. And like, what mm -hmm. is a woman supposed to look like? What is a man supposed to look like? I talked to, a, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, but I talked to one of our friends recently and I was asking her, like, she is a very powerful a woman, straight woman who dates guys, really good job. And she's like talked about, you know, she's, you know, talked about like being like a strong woman in a male dominated industry. And I was like, have you ever like, what do you think about like shaving your legs? What do you think about like growing out your armpit hair? And she was like, I've done it before. And she's like, to be honest, like, I think it's just easier. She's like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like easier for me to do it. And she was like, and also like, I kind of like doing it. Cause like, I just like, that's my vibe. I, I, I feel like it makes me feel attractive. And so like you do get into the, just the gender norms thing, which I don't feel like any of us are like an expert to talk about, but right. I it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, <sighs> I think, um, I am probably like, I'm definitely presupposed to, what I find attractive. And also I think we know a bunch of women like in our circles are like, I think all three of us, you know, have dated and like John, you were married to like really funny women. Like we've dated mm -hmm. like really funny women who've like probably blasted out a fart one time. <laughs> and, and you know, like there's things where I've like had to like have reckoned with like, Oh yeah, I don't think I am going to, end up with some woman that it's just like, you're the perfect little China doll. Mm -hmm. Like I well, think but, you, but, you, you learn that in relationships that people are people. Yeah. I think, think the about the way is... the story was told though. The story was that big didn't care and she created a narrative that he cared. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that that, yeah. that is like also can be true sometimes that like that it's a bigger deal to her. Cause she wants to, she thinks that he thought all the stuff and it didn't have to do with that. So I mm -hmm. think that that is, that still sometimes can be the case. But there has, there has to be some experiences that formed Samantha's worldview too. Yeah. Totally. And I think like ultimately what it comes down to is if you are doing decisions, whether it's cosmetic or living your life in a way for someone else, you are going to find yourself in, in positions in which people are putting you or others on a pedestal. Like, don't like, I mean, Jean-Paul Sartre, don't, don't make decisions or your live your life for anyone else other than yourself. Be authentic. Hmm. How's the other? That's basically like you're taking care. So you're taking care of yourself and therefore you take care of others. By take, yeah, you, exactly. To take care of others, you take care of yourself. So you're saying? Yeah. Uh, it's just like, don't, don't like if you, if you want to get, if you want to shave your, shave your legs, do it. If you don't, don't, but don't shave your legs because someone else is making you feel like you should shave your legs, like do it for yourself. And like, I, I think your overall life experiences will feel more authentic is my, is my guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, 
I mean, when you, I think there's a different, they deal with this another time in the show, which is when uh, Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan just like leaves the door open <laughs> and shits. Mm-hmm. And I think those are like the two different storylines with the two, with a similar thing. But the difference is one is just like a careless version of just like, yeah, you, John, you know, Katie shits, but like if somebody what? is like, what? <gasps> but if somebody is just like, I don't know. It's like good passed down wisdom that it's like, eh, I don't know. Like, it's not a bad idea to like, to, uh, to shut the door and keep a little mystery to like, yeah. when you're just like, like going crazy in the bathroom, just like blowing it up. Mm-hmm. Or when you're just like cute. So like Carrie's just like, oops, it's not just like, she's like, blown out a nasty fart and like covering him up in the yeah. and just being like what you don't find me sexy anymore but i also think After there's this like, dutch oven i think there's like some <laughs> some dutch like, oven yourself really yeah that's big true there's that's like true. Some, big, he called her on it big was like it's gonna be worse down there yeah he yeah. was cool with it i think there's also what we're not telling our listeners or each other to do is like don't rip ass on your first date like there there is yeah. a time in which you can reveal these things about yourself and oh, this uh, is my authentic self i'm jean paul fart <laughs> <laughs> um anyway uh this this is a great episode i i, I had a lot of fun watching i actually watched there's this no episode. exit from this stench okay <laughs> um <laughs> existentialism anyway i'm sorry (laughs) nice (laughs) thank you nice um i actually watched this episode twice because i watched it uh before we we filmed the episode and i watched it during the episode so i was i'm really pleased i love the rewatch because like i feel like i can just watch it a couple more times or watch ahead or watch a previous one so i'm just loving life right now dude there's so much going on in this episode that we didn't even cover probably either time because it's like a tightly packed episode it's it's tightly packed like the freaking fart i'm holding in right now yeah dude um but thank you so much for joining us if you haven't already uh check out our patreon we are putting all of the even episodes on our patreon uh check us out on instagram leave us a review and five cosmos on uh itunes and uh send us that send us that message send us the message of who would be the person that would cause you to unsubscribe and delete bradshaw boys from the pod yeah we're we're curious also uh shout out to beth sarah rachel kaylee and caitlin uh those are our five newest patrons and uh and tara um, and, uh, thank you everybody. Our Patreon has been, uh, doing very well mm-hmm. and growing. And, uh, we just want you all on there to continue growing it with us. And, um, and please, uh, we're talking merch right apps. now on Patreon. So come, come yeah. join the conversation join the and discuss discussion. what type of cream cheese poppy merch we're going to come out with. Heck yeah. And, and we're going to have a very cool, we can't say what it is, but, uh, we have in, in the plans, a pretty incredible, uh, video element. There's going to be just like a, this thing that I don't know how we're going to make it happen, but it's going to be sick. It's going to involve yeah. driving all around New York city. Yes, it is. All right. Yeah. Later, taters. Later, taters. Later, tates. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, 
tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>